Are we sticking with Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury for another season? What other options are out there? We play goalie musical chairs today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at some free agent options for the Wild at the goalie position. Should they decide to break up the tandem of Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury? We reestablish the timeline for Jesper Wallstead. We look at the potential for maybe Zane McIntyre to be a name that gets a look, and we update you on a couple of key wild players who had surgery here recently, which um, kind of explains some of their performance over the uh, last bit of the season. All that and more today on Lockdown Wild. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota teams through their ups, through their downs, through the playoffs, and through the offseason. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend as we gear back up for uh, what's going to be a busy week on the show this week. We'll continue with our player evaluations uh, here and there, but I uh, wanted to kind of reestablish some of the uh, free agent options that will be on the uh, open market should the Wilds decide to use some of their uh, available salary cap space to uh, plug a couple of holes. Now, biggest spot probably is the goalie position. The Wild had the tandem of Cam Talbot and uh, Marc-Andre Fleury uh, after the trade deadline down the stretch, and uh, both had good numbers at the uh, end of the season uh, throughout the regular season. Talbot finished the year 13-0-3. Fleury finished the year, I believe, 9-2. and And so, you know, regular season aside, there was obviously the huge debate as to which goalie should get the nod uh, for the postseason. That withstanding, uh, looking at the options for this team going into next year, uh, you've got Cam Talbot, who obviously is uh, still locked in to the final year of his deal with the team uh, unrestricted free agent after the uh, 2022-2023 season, uh, making a uh, cool, calm $3.67 million this season. And, uh, you know, it was interesting that there seemed to be a little bit of uh, frustration from Talbot, and rightfully so, heading into the postseason. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury getting uh, all the starts except Game 6, and... um, Talbot uh, expressing a little frustration that he didn't get into the series earlier, but uh, at the end of the day, kind of saying, you know, it's it's a business. Team made the decision to go with Flurry, and uh, we go from there. So coming into this season, this next season, the options for the Wilds really are as follows. They can keep the tandem together, 
uh, depending on what Marc-Andre Fleury is looking for in terms of salary. Does he want one or two years? Uh, they can keep the tandem together. They can go forward with Fleury, find a backup. They can go forward with Talbot, find a backup. They can go forward with a completely new combo if Bill Guerin decides that he wants to trade Talbot and um, move in an entirely different direction. My assumption, based off of what we have heard, what we have seen, uh, Bill Guerin very receptive to the idea of uh, having that same tandem back uh, next year going forward. And we talked about it once the season finished, that um, it seems like the Wild are going to try to get uh, their goalie situation established so that they can bridge uh, Jesper Wallstedt, who is uh, going to be coming up here, um, signed his entry-level contract, a three-year deal, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so he will start next year in Iowa. How fast he gets to the NHL level is uh, entirely up to, to him and his performance and, by all accounts, a uh, rapid riser uh, for the Minnesota Wild and widely expected to be you know the ace goalie of the future for this Minnesota Wild team. So put him in Iowa for a year. Maybe after a year he's ready to be the backup in, um, in Minnesota. And then... After that, probably ready to take the starting job. So you're looking at needing to fill two years of uh, of time before that happens. Now, Cam Talbot, coincidentally, is uh, set to become an unrestricted free agent after this coming season, which means that you could have a uh, a new starting goalie next year with Jesper Wallstead as the backup, unless the Wild were to take a uh, member of the current goalie tandem and extend them or offer a new free agent contract. Now, if it were me, let's look at the factors here. Marc-Andre Fleury coming off of a season in which he um, his age 37 season, and had some really good starts for the Wild down the stretch, but um, ultimately played well early against the Blues and kind of fell apart as the game went on. Now, some of that on the defense, some of that on him, but at the end of the day, not a performance that really... How can I put this? He didn't necessarily... 100% 100% lose the series for the Wilds, but he certainly didn't help them win it, obviously. So his performance, yeah, I know a lot of fans were frustrated by what they saw from Flurry because we were told when he came here that he was going to be a goalie that could um, you know, steal you a couple of games, go into St. Louis, steal you a game on the road, and uh, we just we never really saw that from him. Uh, in the games that the Wild won, it's because they they scored early and uh, took the momentum away um, from the Blues and forced them to kind of focus on the hockey as opposed to uh, some of the other things that they like to do during the course of a game. So we didn't really see that like takeover 
Marc-Andre Fleury in the series against the Blues or against some of the more playoff-caliber teams down the stretch. So the preference by a lot of fans seems to be to just say, hey, thanks for the dance, but uh, I think we're going to go in a different direction here going forward. So if if that's – I can't fault anybody for, for not really wanting to continue with the, uh, the Marc-Andre Fleury experiment at this point. I, I personally think from the standpoint of being able to mentor a young up-and-coming goalie in Jesper Wallstead, I would be perfectly fine with that. But um, I, I can understand, you know, it's, it's obviously going to come down to money and fit for Flurry, and with him getting near the end of the road at uh, age 37 going on 38, doesn't have a lot of time left. But the Wild don't have a lot of time that they need to bridge until Jesper Wallstead is ready. There is the other option in which the Wilds offer Cam Talbot a uh, one- or two-year extension to maybe get him to be the one that bridges the gap until Jesper Wallstead is ready. Uh, Talbot has played well over the last couple of seasons. Now with Talbot, there is the potential for him. He has over the last couple of seasons had injuries that he's dealt with. Now he hasn't missed a huge amount of games. Two years ago, Capo uh, Kakinen filled admirably um, while uh, while Talbot was injured. And this past year, he, uh, I believe, had like a week stretch where he uh, was injured. So, does get banged up a little bit, but at the same time, it's not like it's major injuries or, uh, or anything along those lines. So, Talbot is able to... Um, he's able to get you a lot of starts and how he finished the season 13-0-3. You can't really argue with that performance either. So maybe the uh, maybe the better option is to offer Talbot an extension for uh, one or two more years. Let him be the guy that uh, bridges the gap for Jasper Wallstead. And then you just kind of take your chances on some of those free agent names that could potentially come in and be your backup uh, going into next season. Depends on who's available. And we're going to take a look at some of the names that are available for free agent goalies. Uh, plus, we'll talk about potential for some of the Iowa guys to maybe uh, step up and fill that void. All of that's coming up next here on Lockdown Wild. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Plus, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Why choose to spend between 30 and 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, all at rockauto.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen of the day, make sure you check out the Lockdown NHL podcast. The conference finals are set with uh, Colorado and Edmonton and Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers. So hear all about how they got to this point and how they match up for their series starting tonight. Uh, all of that can be found in the Lockdown NHL podcast, which is free and available wherever you check out your podcasts. Free agent options for the Wild to consider um, for the goalie position. Now, we'll mention um, at this point the restricted free agents as well. Um, obviously, that sort of thing hasn't been settled as of yet. And so uh, here are some of the names. And we'll just go right on down the list. This uh, this from Track. We'll go right on down the list, and we'll just throw names out that don't fit. Uh, we'll throw uh, names out that do fit. And uh, we'll see what we'll come up with uh, by the time the process is done. So first off, you have uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. We'll skim past that because we, we've talked about Fleury, and uh, we'll talk about him to, uh, to kind of wrap things up here. But uh, next on the list, Miko Koskinen of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, first off, is uh, heading into his age 34 season. $4.5 million was his cap hit for 2021-2022. And for Koskinen, you know, he, I think, as a as a goalie, from what we've seen of him, especially in Edmonton, just has such wide-ranging highs and lows. And, you know, that, that combo in Edmonton was a mess before Mike Smith kind of really started to turn it on. Obviously, that team now in the uh, the Western Conference Finals. So they're doing something right, but it's it's pretty much been Mike Smith, and Koskinen has been part of it. I, I don't know if another team is going to give him a look, maybe as a starter, but I don't think the Wild are going to be able to match that, um, that price point uh, that he's going to be able to get from somebody else, and I don't think it's wise to put that level of money uh, into a backup goalie. Now, some of these other names, I mean, Darcy Kemper obviously is either going to re-up with the Avs or he is going to go elsewhere to be their starter. He had a sensational season, and so I, I think he's going to cash in on that big. So I'm not even going to entertain that. Plus, I don't think Darcy Kemper is going to be super excited about the prospects of returning to Minnesota. So... We'll, uh, we'll cross him off then and uh, move on to other names. Tomas Grice of Detroit uh, heading into his age 37 season. Nah, $3.6 million was his cap hit in 2021-2022. I, I don't know a whole lot about him, but 
the fact that um, the fact that he's 36 going on 37, um, and his his numbers in 2021, 2022 were not great at all. So well, we'll we'll move on there. Uh, Yaroslav Halak of Vancouver made 1.5 million dollars this past season. He is 37 right now, and uh, 511. So I don't. I don't know if the whole like tall goalie thing makes uh, a whole heck of a lot of difference, but I don't know if Halak, I mean, maybe just because of the price point, but um, I, I don't know. That, that's not a name that, that does a lot for me either. Um, some of these other names, we've got some restricted free agents on this list, such as Alexander Gorgiev of the, uh, the Rangers. He's a restricted free agent. Uh, you've got, of course, Ilya Samsonov of Washington. You've got Jake Edinger of Dallas. Uh, some of the more notable restricted free agent names on this list. Any of those, uh, any of those names, it's going to be tough because uh, the teams that they uh, are with have the right to match on any sort of offer sheet. So, I, I don't think those are going to be something that the Wilds can look into because again of having to try to match um, match those dollars that another team could easily provide so we'll cross those guys off uh, one interesting one on here as of right now and he ended up being you know the odd man out with um, with Edinger's emergence um, Braden Holtby would be an interesting one. He's 32 going on 33. And I think he kind of, he got back some of that swagger uh, with Dallas this year before Edinger took over once the postseason started. So with Edinger taking over, obviously he's going to be like the de facto go-to guy uh, for the, uh, the stars. So they're going to cut that goalie room down. They had like five goalies down the stretch and so they're going to cut that down a little bit. Holtby could be a um, he could be a cut of uh, well he will be as an unrestricted free agent. So he's not going to be a guy that uh, that returns to them. So that would be a name to uh, keep an eye on. Other names on this list: Martin Jones. No, saw enough of him in uh, San Jose to where that's not an avenue I would uh, be comfortable with. David Riddick of Nashville. Anybody that watched what uh, happened to him in that series against the Avalanche, that's probably a good deterrent from there. Um, And some of the other names, I mean, Casey DeSmith of Pittsburgh, 30 going on 31. Um, Maybe as a guy you look at, made $1.25 million. Um, He is somebody that, uh, you know, he had some injuries down the stretch. And uh, that's what ended up hurting Pittsburgh in that um, that series against the New York Rangers. So maybe you uh, look at that round. Then the other one that uh, that really jumps off the page on this list is Jack Campbell. But um, with the success that he had, obviously going to look to cash in, and uh, that pushes the Wild out of the conversation. So main point here is that. You have Marc-Andre Fleury right now um, with an interest in coming back. If you look at the free agent options, there's not a whole lot out there. 
There are a few names that are intriguing, but at this point, you know, maybe maybe it makes sense for uh, for Flurry to come back um, on a cheap one year or a uh, a cheap two year to try to spread the uh, the AAV a little bit. Maybe that makes the most sense, but ultimately, I think if I'm picking. I think Cam Talbot is the starter, and I think of the two, just based off of where they're at in their careers, it probably makes more sense to uh, to try to give Talbot a little bit of an extension, like one or two years past this year, and let him be the bridge guy, because I think he's got a little bit more left in the tank than, uh, than Fleury does. So there are names out there on the free agent market. Some of them are intriguing. Some of them are clear no's. And, uh, yeah, ultimately, it will be interesting to see the uh, the route that the Wild decide to go. Now, as for some of the other Iowa guys, Hunter Jones, um, who was, was all the way down in the ECHL, uh, Derek Barabo, Zane McIntyre, I think, I think Zane McIntyre is probably similar to um, Kyle Rao is kind of a... If, if it were Major League Baseball, he's kind of a quad A guy, a little bit above triple A, but not not quite Major League Baseball level. So, you know, McIntyre is probably a little bit um, at or above AHL level play, just not quite NHL level, which I think is why we didn't end up seeing him at all this year. Just, uh, just a nice depth guy to have... Um, in the event of some major injuries. So beyond that, I mean, Barabow and Jones, I think are still a little away from even a peak at the NHL roster. So ultimately it's going to be a free agent or it's going to be the same combo that, uh, that we saw this, uh, this past season from the trade deadline on. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what, um, Bill Guerin decides to do. I don't get the sense that any movement is going to happen there until there's resolution with a couple of the other situations that uh, we've talked about extensively here uh, over the course of the offseason. But I uh, just wanted to take a look at the goalies free agency-wise and uh, look at a couple of other things as well. Uh, we will finish today by taking a uh, look and reacting to the news that uh, a couple of uh, prominent Minnesota Wild players had uh, surgery to end the season, and so we'll uh, we'll talk about that to finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild. After this, final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day, and uh, for your second listen again, make sure you're checking out the Lockdown NHL podcast to uh, get the full lowdown on the Eastern and Western Conference final um, that uh, will be starting up here this week. Should be absolutely great series for both. We got news, word of a couple of wild players who had uh, off-season surgery. Uh, according to Michael Russo, uh, wild captain Jared Spurgeon had core muscle surgery and is expected back to full strength in six weeks. Uh, this injury had hampered him since before the Winter Classic, uh, according to Russo. And then Matt Zuccarello 
having a similar surgery with a, uh, the same timetable. Uh, Zuccarello also had a fracture in his leg that will heal with rest. So core surgery for Spurgeon, core surgery plus a leg fracture for Matt Zuccarello, and we haven't talked about the Matt Dumba injury scale um, that was divulged after the season ended. Uh, Zuccarello, or uh, Dumba that is, a uh, punctured lung and um, had, a, I believe, a couple of broken ribs as well um, that he was playing through. So that does help explain some of the uh, the drop in performance for a few of these guys. Um, it still doesn't really – it doesn't do much to explain the collective drop in play for the entire team – but here's the other thing with this is you really have to I think I think this is just roster management is you have to be able to see okay 60% of Matt Dumba is that still better than a fully healthy Jordy Ben or 50% Matt Dumba. Is that still better than a 100% healthy Jordy Ben? I, I understand that um, players want to be in the lineup, and I'm never going to fault a guy for, for trying to play through injuries. But you know you, you have to be able to see what they're doing on the ice and say, okay, is, is having this player, even not at 100%, still going to be better than one of our lesser guys who is fully healthy. And maybe in the case of, of Jared Spurgeon, maybe in the case of Matt Dumba, that the answer to that was still yes over a guy like Jordy Ben or Dmitry Kulikov or um, Alex Goligoski. Maybe the answer is still yes there. I mean, we saw Goligoski get into the series against the Blues uh, in favor of Dmitry Kulikov. But then was Kulikov better than a 75% Jared Spurgeon? And I'm just throwing out numbers. I don't know what they were actually operating at. But you've got those guys who had the surgery. you got Matt Dumba, whose injuries were revealed after the series was done. Marcus Foligno, I think, dealing with some things. We haven't had any of those uh, identified as of yet. Um, but again... You've got you've got the black aces, and uh, you've got you've got healthy players. So if injured players' performance level is not up to a certain standard, then then that's what they're there for is to uh, to come in and and fill in for those guys. So it's it's not a surprise to uh, to hear about that. Once the season is over, obviously you're going to have any sort of surgery of anything that happened in the regular season and the off season. But at the same time, like you see, you see those reports and you're like, okay, that explains a few things. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Wild still got eliminated in the playoffs, and um, it was just a it was a collective team. It was a collective team letdown or a letdown, as uh, I think I'll call it. But um, main thing is that those guys are going to be healthy 
for next year. So that's uh, that's the thing to take away here. And um, not only have we looked at uh, some of the goalie options for this team, we'll also take a look at some of the uh, defense and forward options. Um, not a whole lot of wiggle room in terms of just the roster in general and also in uh, in terms of cap space, but still an opportunity for the Wild to add maybe one or two guys on, on real cheap deals to uh, help fill out this roster. So we will, this week, take a look at some of those, and uh, we'll get back to the player evals as well. So uh, a busy week of content here at uh, Lockdown Wild. Glad to be back after a little bit of a uh, Memorial Weekend vacation. And um, we're full pedal until the uh, until the offseason is done. And we're back at it for uh, next season as well. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota to check out the Ron Johnson Show and Superior Sports Talk to get the full fix on your favorite Minnesota sports teams from some of Minnesota's best voices for sports. Locked on Sports Minnesota is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. Follow us everywhere, subscribe, listen everywhere you can, anywhere we are available uh, on your favorite podcast platforms. So make sure to stay up to date with us on all things Minnesota Wild as we navigate the offseason with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.